Is this the Krusty Krab? No! This is the What Matters Podcast. Dude, this is the first time I've ever used this. You're using the A7 III right now? Yeah. I needed, uh, I needed an excuse to use this, man, because I don't stream or anything. But and, you should. Uh, Sony, just, Sony just came out with a new app for Mac and Windows um, to allow just USB connection for any streaming device, hmm. or streaming app, rather. And that's all you need, man. And I was like, man, let me see how this looks, because the lighting <laughs> on this laptop, even though it's good, it's still pretty crappy. Yeah. You know, resolution's low, so I'm so shiny, guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you got some nice bokeh, you're looking good. This is probably going to be my highest quality podcast I've done so far. Man. So what do you do? Do you record them and, and put them on? I, I figured that's what you might do. So I was like, let me try to, you know, up the quality a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I just have like a Mac mini, like a computer, and I just have like an HD webcam. That's what I use for like when I do like the Zoom calls and stuff. Yeah. And I post the videos on YouTube, but then I'll do like just, just audio and put that on like a website called anchor. And through that it's, it okay, automatically yeah, yeah. shares to like Spotify, Apple and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, so that has all your apps. I mean, all your links in one place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So nice. Once you, if you ever got into it, like it's, it's super easy and free to do. It sounds like I'm doing an ad read right now, but it's, it's, it's pretty easy. I think, um, yeah, I think eventually, man, I might, I might get something like that too. But uh, if you can, after the fact, um, maybe I can get some, uh, some clips or whatever from the podcast and I'll shout you out. I'll put it on my story. I'll, I'll you know, tag you and everything like that. Yeah, man, that's what I'm uh, going to start doing. So I mean, I guess if people are listening to this, they'll get a sneak peek, but I like, just said like I'm going to do a big announcement. And what I'm going to do is make the account that I post this stuff on strictly for like podcasting stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to do more like, like you just said, highlights, clips, stuff like that. Not just kind of like, oh, swipe up to, to go to YouTube. I'm going to like just put more content on that revolving on the yeah, podcast. I think, I think putting, yeah, putting content on the story is like the big thing nowadays. I mean, I never really... That's just what I see all the time now and try to put videos. If I post something on my story, I'm putting it on my um, page, no matter what, like it's always the same. It's not, you know, one thing for the story, one thing for the page, for the stream, you know? So that's, that's yeah. awesome. Man. I'm excited. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I was actually bringing it up. So when I first started this podcast, I had the idea for, if you remember, I called it artsy fartsy. That's right. You changed the name. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was looking at the stats. We, I put it on SoundCloud back in October 31st, so Halloween day, like 2018. So, about, was that long ago? About three years ago now, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Like, Lots changed since then, man. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Like, even like stuff on your end, too. Like, I was looking at, your website and your website looks awesome. I'm still actually working on it, but yeah, I changed it a lot since the original website that I had. Mm -hmm. How's uh, business been going for you? 
that's going really good. That's going on. I mean, you know, pandemic put a little curve bulb in there, but um, yeah, you know, in general, I think uh, everything's getting back to normal. I'm seeing my business pick up. I'm seeing restrictions lifted for weddings. Um, I think the struggle now for me at least, and for a lot of photographers, and you probably see this too, is there's so much business coming in at once. Yeah. You know, um, because everyone's just trying to to get married and, and, you know, everything that was pushed out is now coming up within the next year or two. You know, that's what mm -hmm. I'm seeing. So it's a lot of work, you know, it's the most work I think for me. It, it's, it's to the point where I have, you know, multiple bookings and multiple phone calls a day. Um, at least for the first time since I've started my business, it's the first time I've had this much, um, you know, at once. So it's kind of getting used to the volume, but, um, yeah. you know, I'm not complaining at all. That's definitely awesome. loving it. Definitely loving it. And, um, you know, just, just pushing forward, you know? So are you actually doing weddings now? Cause I think the last time we talked, you were doing more just like engagement stuff, not so much at mm -hmm. the wedding. Yeah, so I mean, the last time, you know, we talked, I, I, I was still kind of finding my, I uh, think, you know, my, my area I wanted to really hone in on. I was still developing my style. And I think at this point, you know, um, I pretty much found my style. And now I'm just kind of working on, on craft and making it, you know, as, as, as my style as possible, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Took me a little bit to get there, but, you know, now I am doing weddings. Um, you know, and um, doing wedding videography as well as photography, because I started off primarily as a wedding videographer. Um, but now, you know, since the pandemic, I've had a lot of business, people asking me for, for you know, photos um, as well as video. So I'm at the balance, both of them. Mm -hmm. um, but now it's, you know, that's where I am. And, and I'm just kind of it's still relatively new for me, you know, doing the whole wedding thing, but, um, you know, I'm loving it. And, uh, I work with a lot of different people, a lot of different photographers who kind of help me out, show me the ropes and, um, you know, just kind of help me out in that regard. But, uh, you know, I think, I think having this last year of the pandemic to kind of just sit back and think and look at my work. And I, I did a lot of reflecting, you know, just trying to see where can I go from here? Um, you know, so that's kind of pole vaulted me a little bit to this area, but, um, you know, I'm just pushing forward at this point. It's, it's awesome. It's great. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Now are you like tackling these weddings on your own or do you like hire some help or do you have a team mm -hmm. already? So, so I, I work for myself and I also work for a vending company. Um, Tolman Media. And so, you know, when I'm, when I have bookings through them, it's always two of us. They kind of do a package deal where it's a videographer and photographer. Mm -hmm. um, so I do both, honestly, you know, if it's my own gig, it's, it's, I'm just a soloist. I do my own thing, whether it's video or photo. Um, but uh, I enjoy both, man. I, I enjoy working with photographers and kind of work off of each other, give each other different ideas. Um, you know, the whole day is just a little bit more fun because you have someone to kind of bounce off, you know, with and, um, but yeah, I'm, I think it's great. I think it's better that way. You know, I, I did my first wedding as a soloist, you know, I, uh, mm. I had asked to do it, you know, it was someone I knew and um, that's why I was, 
I was open to doing it. If it was someone I didn't know, I would have been a little bit more apprehensive because I hadn't done a wedding. Um, you know, but I just kind of went into it solo. It was a great experience. And, um, you know, after that, I said, let me try to see if I can maybe find a company, you know, a, a wedding vending company that uh, I was looking for work and try to get my foot in the door. And so that's where I am now. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I got hired through them um, right before the pandemic hit. So it was just, it was terrible timing, you know, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, the company's great. They were like, you know, we want you as long as possible. Um, so now that we're winding down from the pandemic, um, I'm getting so much work and uh, it's, it's just great at this point. So they're the ones bringing you probably most of the work nowadays? Um, as far as weddings, yeah, because they're strictly weddings. But, uh, you know, on my own side of things, uh, I have tons of work. I, I'm doing a lot of portraits now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I feel like in the past few years, I've kind of honed in on, you know, the I would say maybe like three or four areas of photography that uh, I want to really just, just master and, and promote myself. Um, you know, maybe in the beginning, you know, I, I started off kind of doing gigs for people that I knew and, um, you know, just developing my love for photography. And I think what ended up happening was I started to do types of photography that I just had no knowledge in. And I was just trying to do it because, you know, someone asked me to, and I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. And just the quality of work wasn't, you know, where I wanted it to be. And I just, I didn't have enough knowledge and experience in it. So, you know, after a while, I kind of figured I can't, you know, I need to really figure out where my strengths are and, and what I'm going to actually, you know, offer to people. Um, so I just think over the past few years, it's been a great learning experience. And now I'm at a point where I just know myself, I know my work. Um, and I'm just continuing to, you know, try to get the best quality as I can, you know, especially in video because it's, you know, it's relatively newer. Um, and it's just so different than photo. And, I, and you know that as well. You're, you're yeah. both as well. You, you, you do the same thing. Um, so, you know, it's, it's so different, man. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I can't, I'm just loving it. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Cause I, I noticed I could be wrong, but one of the more models you work with a lot, uh, Catalina, we used to work with her, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. yeah, when we worked with her, I think we're man, time is escaping me, but it 2016, 17. Probably I mean I left before that. I don't know how long. Yeah, you so it, it was around yeah, earlier. So 2015, maybe. So I think, you know, and we ended up, you know, connecting me and her because she ended up sitting next to me. Um, you know, um, so we ended up talking a lot and and back then she mentioned how, you know, she was into modeling and stuff like that. And that's before I even, you know, figured out that I was going to start my business. So it's so ironic to see, you know, years later, she's modeling. I'm yeah. a photographer and I'm, you know, um doing work with her. So it's it's pretty fantastic. That's sweet. Yeah. And uh so when it came from how cause I was in the same shoes you were, especially back home. You start off with people who you know more so, mm-hmm. just to kind of, like you said, grow your profile, grow your love, get the practice in. Um, 
like what'd you do that like made your like, step up from like just the people you knew to like people that you didn't know or like reaching out and or maybe were you um, reaching out to them at first it was a little bit of both i think um i think the biggest thing for me personally was um word of mouth and social media um you know, I think personality is a big deal too. So when I started to work with people that I didn't know for the first time, you know, it was a little nerve wracking, obviously, because you're so new. And um, it, it went from like working with just friends and acquaintances to all of a sudden, okay, this is actually a client that I don't know, they don't know me. So I had to kind of figure out, you know, just being yourself and, and developing a relationship with people. And, um, you know, once you do the shoot and, you know, they like you and you connect, it's such, such a positive feedback that they give you online. And, um, you know, I started to recognize that every time someone would post photos from my shoot, um, I would get friend requests, I would get inboxes, and then I would see them talking to the client. Oh, you know, how was this person? We're looking for, for photos. And, you know, um, they, they loved me, like my personality. So it's a mixture of, of a few different things, but I would just say, uh, you know, just networking in general was the biggest, biggest thing and still is honestly, you know, I think yeah. it's, I think as a professional, you're trying to always grow your business. Um, I know I certainly am. And um, I think it really comes down to those factors, just being personable, um, being open and honest with people and saying, Hey, you know, you know, I tell people every time I do a shoot, you know, if you wouldn't mind, you know, give me a review on Google or Facebook, um, you know, if you post my photos, you know, would, would you mind just tagging me? And uh, it's always worked in my favor. And um, that's what I continue to do. And it's just continuing to help me just grow my business in general, you know? Nice. Yeah, networking is, I don't think people realize how important it is because yeah. it could just be from like the smallest little thing, how you just had like working the person in the cubicle next to you. And then that can like branch out from like so much. Like I remember my biggest realization of that was uh, back at school at Keene State, I just went to a webinar, a woman who used to work for Pixar. I think she was one of the producers for Kung Fu Panda or something like that. Something random. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. She, went to, she went to Keene, so she was just kind of doing like a little free, I don't know what you even call it, just like sit down, like let people ask her questions. Yeah. And ask her a single question. I let kind of like the more film students do that because I went to school for marketing because I got I was just there more for more interests and just to see what she had to say. And yep. after everyone left, I just went up to her. I'm like, hey, I, I loved your talk, blah, blah, blah. Um, I am going to graduate and move back to Rhode Island. And you said that one of your offices in Rhode Island, I'm like, are you guys hiring even just for like interns or something like that? Like I, I do marketing, but I do this stuff on the side. So it's not, like, I'm not like your typical candidate, but I just asked her, I'm like, I don't know like, yeah. what to do. So she just asked for my stuff. She was like, I'll keep you in mind. And like, that was it. I was like, okay. I didn't think anything of it. And probably like, it, that was like in June. And then around Thanksgiving that same year, I get an email from her saying, wow, Hey, yeah. are you doing any Black Friday shopping? I was like, no. She goes, we actually need help with like a video shoot we just need like a production assistant. We just need you to like come around, like hang out, help out, do what we basically, we need any task done, whether it's coffee, helping us rig the lights, something like we, 
like you just kind of there for it. I'm like, of course. So I just started doing that. And for the shoot, it was actually a um, commercial for Bank Newport. Mm -hmm. And I just started talking with one of the the models. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm uh, in the Boston area. So I'm actually really close. I'm always looking for like some headshots and stuff. Like if you're ever down, like I'd love to have you like do some headshots. And I did that with him. Then I met his sister who did the same thing. Yeah. And then his sister told like told her friends about me. And her name was Olivia Nikonen, I think. Right. But she ended up being an actress for a TV series on Netflix. And like I now I can say like I've done her like photos. Yeah. And it yeah, all yeah. started from me just going to a random like TED Talk type thing from a person at my school. And that's all it takes, you know. And uh yeah, it's it's I've had so many experiences similar to that, you know, and, uh, but it goes back to what I was saying. It's, it's, it's so much more now too of, you know, in this day and age, I feel like your personality is a big deal and whether or not people, you know, feel comfortable. I, I almost feel like, you know, if you think about social media and the way it is today, it's all about, you know, your, your, your branding, your personality, um, everything comes back on you as a person. So, you know, I even think about myself as, as a client sometimes and I say, okay, if I'm looking for a photographer and I go to their page and I, and I might see great work, but I have no idea who they are, what they look like. Um, you know, I might almost be more inclined to find someone that has a nice about me page. I can see what they look like. I can almost see their personality. Um, and I just really think that's what it is. You know, it's a big deal nowadays to really market yourself and just tell world like who you are, um, because you know people want to really work with you know individuals that they are going to feel comfortable with. And um, I even get that feedback online. You know, when I talk to people and uh, just networking with different you know whether it's models or not, and you know we talk about the idea of you know people getting inboxes and and people reaching out and, and you, you don't know who they are. So I think, yeah, personality is a big deal. Um, yeah. And networking in that way is, is so huge and yeah, small things like a little conversation can turn into a, a whole door of opportunities. It's, you know, right. and I find out more and more now it's, it's wild. Yeah. doesn't hurt just to speak up and just ask a question even mm-hmm. all it takes. Now I think, you know, go ahead. No, you can go. Yeah, I just wanted to say too, um, just getting back to that, it really too comes down to just going for it, you know. You know, when you're when you're continuing to grow your business, I think you just can't be afraid to just go for it. You can't be afraid to ask, you know, um Mm -hmm. big time. Because I think in the beginning I was a little apprehensive. You know, I was new and I didn't have a great body of work. So I was a little bit nervous to just ask what they hey, you know. Can you give me a referral? Do you know anyone who's looking for photos? Um, so just going forward, just building that connection is really, you know, one of the biggest things I can say to people nowadays, especially yeah. if you're starting out. If you're starting new, just go for it, man. Just don't be afraid. To, don't hold back. Yeah, I actually talked about this on an earlier podcast with my friend Danielle. And it's from a book. I'm not sure if you've read it. It's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I've actually heard of it. I haven't read it though. I I, I highly recommend it, but he actually kind of talks about that in a sense where 
he calls it the do something method. Because typically mm. when it comes to people, especially creative people, they like wait for that inspiration to hit them before they do something. And they think that's when they get the results where he just flips the first two steps. He goes, first, you need to do something. And then that's going to inspire you. Like you just got to go out there and do it. If you just kind of sit there and let it come to you, it's probably never going to happen. Yeah. So kind of like you said, you just got to go forward. You just got to step up and do it. Mm -hmm. Maybe get yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit. And like just doing it one time can change everything. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Um, I definitely agree with that. I, I found that out before I got into photography. Um, you know, when I was, when I got into music, um, which I still, I still produce music, but, you know, not as much, obviously. I focus much more on business. But, um, you know, generating ideas, sometimes it would come to you, but most of the time, you know, you really have to just go for it, go out there, you know, just keep on creating don't wait mm -hmm. for something that you just got to get, let those ideas, you know, manifest. So that yeah. statement's definitely true. You know, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I was going to actually ask you that if you're still keeping up with music and, and playing around with that at all. I am. I am. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, and I mentioned, you know, we talked about this last time on the podcast, uh, you know, music has always been my first love, always will be. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's why I don't think I'll ever stop you know, making it or, you know, doing something with it. I think nowadays, though, what I do more with my, you know, production is I actually use it for different videos, different types of projects. Um, so whereas before I was making music, you know, to put together as a compilation or maybe I'm making it for someone who, you know, wants it for a project or maybe they're an MC and they want an album. Um, nowadays, I focus more on my production for projects that I'm doing things like that but um yeah I'm, I'm constantly doing that as well yeah i've been i've been thinking honestly about working on another album um it's just you know when you have a business it's almost you focus so much on it you know until you get to a point where you have so much business where it's like i don't need to put all this energy into it i can kind of just sit back but you know obviously i'm not there yet i'm still growing um so i i do the music thing on you know my my downtime um but absolutely and i wanted to mention it to you because i still hear my theme song that i created for you on the podcast yep, i was gonna say till this day my my intro theme is still the one you made me you know what i uh i think it's time for a new song man or an updated <laughs> version or something like yeah, that yeah i mean i'd love one but you know i'm not gonna put too much on your play i already know you're busy as it is but listen anything for you man you know yeah thank you appreciate that i, I, mean, was, I still love it it's still still one of my favorites it's a great song it's, it's funny because once once you reached out to do the second podcast i um you know i hadn't hadn't been keeping up with your podcast and uh every now and then when you post i i check them out but uh, i went to the page and i was like oh man still using the intro that's awesome and i was like <laughs> you know what it's been so long right gotta get an updated version or at least so you can have a couple of different songs so yeah that's Switch that's in the work that's in the work yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Give me a soundboard yeah. or two. I'll throw it in there. <laughs> you know. Hey, I'm game for whatever. I feel like you're you're the <laughs> genius. I'm just here for the ride. So. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't blame you for kind of like falling out with the podcast because when I was when we first recorded, yeah, back in 2018, I just had the idea. I was like dabbling with it. I never really went forward, and then for like. Like a year and a half, I didn't do 
anything. They didn't record anything after hours. Yeah. And then at the end of, no, no, probably a year ago, like last summer in my old apartment, I was like with COVID going on and similar to your, your problems, like no photo shoots. Like I, not that I was doing super like or as popular back home. Cause I'm still relatively new to Phoenix, but I was still having something at least every weekend or every other weekend. And then yeah. obviously that all came to a, to a halt. So I was like, I need to do something creative. So I'm like, let me do the podcast again. And then I tried it like one or two times, but I was just by myself and I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't want to talk about myself every single time I'm on the podcast. So then I let it go again. And then the beginning this year, I told myself, all right, I don't care if it's by myself. I'm going to try and get as many guests as possible. But at yep. least once a week, I told myself Wednesday, I'm just going to do at least one podcast and put it out there and just mm-hmm. like see what happens with it. Just kind of give myself a goal. And weirdly enough, I've like fallen in love with it. And I'm still doing photography and like I'm still always looking for work. But this I, I put in a lot more effort and thought. And as you can see, yep. getting like a professional microphone I'm thinking about getting a mixer and stuff. Like I'm trying to go like all in on this. Yeah. See, that's awesome, man. I feel like, you know, if, because I, I recognize that too. I, you know, I'm always seeing your posts and stuff like that. And uh, it was a while, you know, that uh, I hadn't seen anything from your podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And then all of a sudden there was an uptick. And uh, I think honestly, I, you know, I think it's fantastic. I think you love it. And I think, regardless i think you will probably always find your way back to it um and i'm glad that it's uh you know it's it's becoming what it is man so yeah one day one day you're gonna call me you're gonna be in a studio or you're gonna be the next joe rogan man (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to go that far you know one thing i still always say was when i have sales jobs i hated doing sales but not to like two mile horn i was decent at it just because i can talk to a brick wall and have a (laughs) full-on conversation so I was like, how can I like kind of like stay in that realm, be able to talk to people, but like not have to sell them on something? Yeah. And I was like, wait, I started a podcast like two years ago. Why don't I try and just do that? But like try and actually reach out to people. Cause I know plenty of people who are photographers, own a business, like yeah. they use this and then they can talk about it, then they can promote it on their sites. And I think that's how I grow and just kind of go through that. So it it's crazy, man. Um you know, 100%, I have said to myself for years now that I would have loved to create a podcast. Um, me and my buddy, man, uh, this kid I grew up with, he's been always been pushing it. He's like, oh, we should start a podcast. I mean, this was years ago, man. Podcasts have exploded in the past five years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about this like at least five years ago, way before just talking about, you know, getting our ideas out there because we would always you know like I said we grew up together so we would always just talk about crazy things nonstop, and we just floated the idea like wouldn't it be awesome to create a podcast and just but it just never came into fruition and um you know not that not to say it wouldn't but I'm so in love with what I'm doing now and I think mm-hmm. uh I think you've kind of found something that you love too so it's it's tough because we're very similar in that in that aspect where it's like you're doing video you're doing photography you want to start a podcast and you're doing it all um but it's very difficult to balance all of that if, yeah. if you can yeah. really make one of them you know really succeed 
Um, mm-hmm. So you really got to decide what am I going to put my time to? Yeah. Uh, what, what do I want to really invest my time? Because when you have a full life, you have working full time, you know, you have limited time. So that's why, like myself, I dedicate pretty much the majority of my time to the business. And in my downtime, I'm like, all right, let me mess around with some music, trying to, you know, get some stress off my my shoulder or something like that. But, uh, you know, I think that's what prevented me from actually going full force with the podcast is I, I realized that I love photography and videography and I, I just can't afford to like not put as much time into it as I need to. Yeah. At least at this point in my life, you know, um, maybe somewhere down the line, but you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. Definitely is. No, definitely for sure. And I've, I've kind of gone and run into the same roadblocks too. Like how yeah. with you and music photography, I think has always been like my like true love. I've done it since I was a kid, like just on, little GoPros, whatever, disposable cameras. Yeah. And as much as I want to do that, but now like this whole podcasting thing to me has become more of like a business, like setup and dynamic than my photography was. Cause that was just kind of when people were, were randomly reaching out. I mean, I definitely could have been more, um, like forward and out in the field doing something about it. But then when it came to the podcast, I don't know, something in my head clicked where I was like more motivated to reach out, send emails to not only my friends, but I've also reached out to people who I'm like, you know what? They probably won't ever see this email or come on the podcast, but like, who knows? I'm just going to send it and see what happens. Yeah. And it actually worked out one time so far where I got in touch with a girl who names Olivia Doan and probably one of my favorite like surf photographers out of California. And she like, actually replied. She's like, yeah, I'd love to do it. Wow, I had okay. her on like a couple of weeks ago and I was just like, holy shit. This is like my first, like, I've never met this person before. Like this is our first time ever even talking. It's just like, yep. I was like, oh wow. Like I can actually like start doing this and making this like a something out of it. Yeah. So like, and, I wanted, yeah, I'm still going to do photography. It's still like in the works, but like right now, like, for me, in my mind, my business is this. Right. Try and grow this aspect of my brand. Yeah, and you know, like I said, it's just, it's it's tough to kind of make that decision. Um, I think there's just so many factors, you know, that that come into play. You know, when mm. you decide, you know, which path you're going to dedicate the most time to. Um, but that's fantastic, and it, you know, it's funny, just like what we were talking about earlier. You literally just went for it. You were asking people throwing it out there hey you know i have this project i have this idea i have this podcast yeah that's all it takes man and you know you're you're in this position now where it's like you're probably going to continue to gain more people and uh i'm excited man i definitely am it's it's crazy it's crazy to be on the first ever episode different name like it was just an idea and man i'm the type of person where i don't care what you want to do what you have in mind i'm game if it's something that you're trying to do, I'm an artist. I mean, I'm a creator. So whatever it is, I'm game. And you were like, "Hey, I got this podcast. Want to be on the episode? Let's do it, man!" Oh yeah. And here we, I mean, we, we go. Two day turnaround. I was just like, "I need, I need someone." I'm like, "You know what? I miss Corey. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> seen him or even talked to him in a while." But yeah, he was also my first guest ever. So like, I'd love to have I him know. on. And like you said, we still use your intro. Like, I feel like you, yeah. you got a big part of this podcast. You don't even really know about it. That's true. You don't, you don't realize it. 
it's funny, man. Yeah, it's awesome though. I mean, so how many episodes are you are you in now? So let me go back to my other page. I should probably know this. I want to say this right now, once I release it, is 22. Yeah, okay. 23. That's awesome, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this when I release this one will be 22. Mm-hmm. So like like I said, I've done it every week this this year so far. I haven't missed a week yet. So I'm trying to keep that going. And yep. it's funny how I just set it as a goal just to kind of push myself. And now like I look forward to this more than anything. Yeah, and you know, that's just the way it works in, in, in this field, man. It's it's crazy. I mean, this is it's just another part of of creating. I think podcasts are great. I go, I think nowadays more than ever. I think probably because podcasts have blown up so much. Um, I'm, I'm obsessed with them. It's, it was a part of my life years ago where I just never gave, you know, any attention to podcasts. Now yeah. it's pretty much a big part of my life. You know, there's so many, whether it's comedy, whether it's politics, whether it's science, um, I just listen constantly and, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're great. I mean, they're just a great form to just connect with people. Um, you know, so I think, and I think you're, you're great at it, man. You really are. Thank you. I mean, part of the reason why I felt like I couldn't do it, I was like, ah, it's kind of, I don't know if I can just sit there and like, <laughs> you know, I'm a better guest than I am a host, you know? So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, being such a big fan of podcasts and being able to kind of see this grow from the first episode when we did it is, it's awesome, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I had to go over that hurdle myself, like, at the the old job we used to work at, I won't say the name, but it's it's funny because there we were, what, what do you want to call it? Customer service, where, you know, we'd speak to our manager once a week and we had to listen to our own phone calls. I remember I hated hearing myself so much. I'm like, I hate hearing the sound of my own voice. And now it's just like yeah. to think like that was like, what, four or five years ago. And here I am talking like every week, trying to talk as much as possible. I'm editing myself and I don't feel like so cringy about it as much anymore. I mean, I yeah, see, people still don't really enjoy themselves as much because they don't find themselves the entertaining part of whatever they're doing but it's funny how i just start off saying oh i could never listen to a recording myself and then <laughs> here i'm doing podcasts that's, and interviews that's hilarious because i you know when when you reached out to do the second one i went back to the first one because it had been a couple of years and i remember what we talked about but i wanted to just listen to it again i was like oh my god i hate my voice man i sound like a creep like sound strange yeah you know. yeah yeah it's just it's so funny you know yeah i skimmed through i think we talked more about music that time and we just bounced on a lot of subjects it was music it was hollywood yeah <laughs> it was it was so i was like man we were just all over the place it was well, fun. I, I had no idea what i was doing either i'm like I, we're just gonna have a normal <laughs> conversation but record it it's basically i had no structure i had no like i mean in my mind yeah, like in my, in my mind, it's kind of like Joe Rogan, kind of. That's that's one of the first podcasts I ever got into, and mm-hmm. its format is basically there's no format. He just gets yeah. on and says, "Hey, who are you? What do you do?" And then they just start talking about anything, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just think organic conversation is the way to go. Yeah. So that's where. Yeah, and that's. I mean, as much as like I'm sure a lot of people have that same like goal to be like him that was kind of like my mindset going into it. Like when I wanted to re- revamp it because 
also what I was thinking is when it comes to like you photography, that's your business. I talked to my buddy, Ryan, he runs his own, um, athletic training gym, physical therapy. And with everything going on in the pandemic, I was also thinking like, unfortunately, small businesses are taking such a huge hit. Like you see Joe Rogan, he's talking to like, obviously the actors and like, these huge scientists that like everyone or at least a lot of people know yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, would yeah. it be cool to talk to more local people help them grow their business since everything's kind of taking a hit I'm like i'm no yeah. i'm not that big but like i help them they help me my listeners check out them and then whoever they've already had supporting check out my podcast so it's kind of like a big like like go for full circle but also at the same time trying to like help out your your friends who are trying to do their thing being a small business and like a, such a time, such a tough time yeah. right now. Well, it's a fantastic thing to do. I mean, honestly, um, and story time to do it too. I was doing similar things during the pandemic. You know, I, I figured, you know, even though I'm a small business myself, I figured, you know, let me try to reach out to people. And I was doing free graduation sessions for people, you know, socially distancing. Um, I was doing pictures of nurses and doctors from the porch. Um, just trying to show support for people in the community just you know and nice. i think it's important I because, yeah cool. yeah yeah like it because like you said i mean you know the people that weren't affected are the people that are just well off them you know mm-hmm. but the small businesses and the communities um these are the people that really were struggling and uh yeah i felt you know how could i give back somehow some way you know yeah so yeah, yeah forgive me a, if i'm wrong but isn't your wife like in the medical field she is, yes. She's a nurse. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was equally as tough, you know. Yeah. It was nerve wracking for sure, but uh, yeah. So, you know, seeing her go through it and all of her friends you know, that are nurses, it was just, it was rough. So I was trying to see, you know, how could I, you know, give back a little bit, you know, at least yeah. with what I do. Yeah, and I think as much as there's some people who like hate taking photos, I'm sure you've gone through it. But then the second you kind of show them like what you come up with, it kind of like boosts their yeah. ego a little bit. I remember you did like a photo shoot with me and I've never been the subject before. Yeah. I was just like, hey, let's try it. And I actually like really liked some of the photos. Like I think mm-hmm. I still have one of them on my website. Or, I or think, yeah. I, I see a couple of black and white ones that we take we had taken. Yeah. And it goes both ways, man. I mean, I was so new, you know, back mm. then. Uh, I just started off, so. There's just so much you learn, you know, and I see a lot of photographers nowadays, they, uh, you know, they do their, their before and after kind of like, this is where I started. This is where I am now. It's just, I've never posted a photo like that, but I just look at my work from like 2017, 2018. And it's not that long ago, but it's like, man, the, the, the progress has been, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. I'm always striving to try to, you know, do better. Um, I think my biggest thing in life is I'm so busy. It's, it's hard. You know, I work full time still, you know, and uh, so I don't have as much time as, as I would like to, but you know, the time that I have, I always try to go back and say, okay, what's, how can I up my game a little bit? How can I be a little bit more creative, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to like do one of those like comparison like side by sides at one point. Yeah. I was kind of thinking about that the other day where I took a picture of my girlfriend Sophie 
like we were just like in an abandoned like little dome area just outside of phoenix and i just had her like hey look up there's like a hole in the ceiling so I was like hey just look up through the ceiling she's like okay and i was able to like photoshop like a fake ray of light coming down and like shining around her and like i photoshopped all the trash off the ground did you post like, that one yeah that's on my um, i saw it yeah yeah yeah. And i was like wow that's a crazy photo yeah and i posted like a before and after the edit on my story as well i was like hit you hit tap to edit so i showed like my original photo and like how much i changed oh yeah and i remember like as i was editing i was thinking like similar to you back in 2017 like i didn't know how to use photoshop and do all these crazy things like i i didn't have that like farsight to be able to look at a picture and like ooh, and post i can do this and that or even just like trying to keep it as natural as possible just thinking like all the different things you can do with just like one shot i think i was just trying to pose people like how i saw them on pinterest and like other people's pictures I'm like yeah let's try and recreate that i was kind of just more of like a copier and now it's just crazy to think like now when i am at a shoot i can like kind of vision what i want to do yeah i mean that's i'm the same exact way i mean i uh i went through that phase and i'm Still kind of obviously, you know, I think you always want to try to figure out a way to get better and uh, to improve, but it's, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I was doing the same thing. I think it's pretty, pretty normal. I'm looking online. I'm like, okay, these are like the popular poses. Let me try to, my, my struggle would be every time I would do a photo shoot, I would be so focused on trying to remember things, posing that I would actually take away from my work because I'm was so in my own head trying to make sure every angle and body part is right on top of a client that might be you know not photogenic and they're just kind of nervous and shy and they're relying on me to kind of give them all the direction Mm -hmm. um you know it was rough sometimes i think my early shoots you know years ago and i'm like oof like i have like i want to apologize to those people because it was (laughs) it was it was awkward in the beginning you know yeah like i'm i'm new and i'm kind of like hey and they're just like oh what should i do with my arms yeah I'm like, no, you look good, you know. <laughs> so, uh, but now I'm just so relaxed. I said, you know, and my style's different, and just learned a lot. But uh, yeah, that, that feeling you never forget how how you know how yeah. it was. You're so in your head, um, and yeah, just just I think building a connection with people, and just especially if, if they don't initially want, they're they're not about the photos. Like I'm nervous. I'm take photos. I need direction um so it's fun you know i just i was just on a call with someone earlier uh doing a first look video and Mm. she said the exact same thing to me she's like i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm like leave it to me everything is on me don't worry it's gonna come out great just take my direction just have fun um so yeah you can't be too serious you're just gonna have fun yeah that's that's what what matters and it shows in the photos too you know Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny that you say that too, because I'm sure the models even think the same thing. For people who are become long-term models, I'm sure their first yeah. shoot, like asking, "What do I do with my arms?" They're probably feeling, "Wow, I feel so dumb," like because they're probably now just like, "Oh, you want me to do this or this or this?" Like they're like, yeah. pr- like produce the poses for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure they had a good phase where it's like, "Oh my god, I was I was such a noob where I had no idea what I was doing." Yeah, I mean, it's I love working with models that that are that have. They got it down pat, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. 
I work with models that are so good that they're teaching me. I'm like, wow, that, that's a pose right there. I've never seen it. That's great. And I want to kind of remember yeah. that one for the future. Um, it's just so fun. I, I feel like, you know, finally at the point, you know, in my career where I'm having more fun because I just know I'm doing a lot better now. Um, you know, so I, I mean, if I think about it, I, I really started around 2017 professionally, you know, um, taking clients and things like that. But, uh, you know, in that time frame, it was, it was the beginning where you're nervous and everything is kind of, uh, I don't like my work, not good. So much better work out there. There's other photographers, you know, all these things go through your head. And then, you know, once you begin to become comfortable and I think your work kind of reflects your confidence, um, I just think all that goes out the window, you know, at least for me, it did, you know, I don't think about any of that now. Yeah. I just think about, I'm having fun. I'm doing what I love. I like my work, you know, so just continue to build on that. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't, there's not much really to say on that. I, I completely yeah. agree with you hundred percent. So it's, you know, it's, it's fun. I've been now, I'm just really looking forward to really getting heavy into these weddings because, uh, you know, this would be the first period of, of my career where it's like, I have multiple weddings in a year, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's going to be fun. And I feel like it's been so long since I've had a, you know, like a big event, like a wedding. Um, I did two weddings during the pandemic. Um, oh, wow. it was, yeah, it was very tough. <laughs> it was, it was nerve wracking, but, uh, did you have to like you stick know. with the zoom lens, keep your distance type of thing? Basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. um, it was, it was, you know, it was awkward because it was still, it was pretty much during the height of it. And it was at the point where the mask was like, I don't know, should I wear it? Should I wear it? They say, you know, we went through that period where, where yeah. the nation was like, I don't know, they say the mask works, they say it doesn't work. And so no one, you know, no one had any idea what was going on. Right. And so it was bizarre. And, and this was pretty much a peak of COVID. And, um, you know, so it was me um, and the photographer and, you know, we were just like, all right, we're going to keep our distance. And, you know, cause they had a pretty decent amount of people there. It was, it ended up being a backyard wedding. So I think they got away with obviously having more people because mm -hmm. it wasn't a venue. So, and I knew that I was like, oh man, this place has a lot more people than what they should have. Yeah. I mean, I'm just here to do my job and, you know, I just, I continue to do it, but, um, you know, it, I feel like it's been so long since I felt comfortable and had a real wedding. So now, you know, restrictions are lifted in a lot of places. People are having venues with a hundred plus people. And I'm like, finally, you know, yeah. I feel like the pandemic, you know, has been like 10 years. Right. In my head, so I'm like, it's been, I feel like it has been so long. And especially, you know, as someone who's real trying to grow their business, I'm like, I just need this to end so I can continue to go out there and do my thing. And, you know, so that's where, that's where my mind's at. I'm, I'm just looking forward to this next year or two. Yeah. Um, and you know, with being in Rhode Island, huge for summer and fall weddings. So that's like, yeah, I mean, that's, time. that's really our time. So it's like now we're not, you know, the winter is awful. <laughs> <laughs> you know so but it's fun yeah. it's, it's definitely exciting yeah i mean i know a lot of venues are actually doing that i don't want to call it a loophole but they just are doing more outdoor stuff like i'm actually going to be back in rhode island 
in June for a wedding. And it was originally in Connecticut. Um, but I think they predicted by the summer, the rules were still going to be pretty strict. So like last minute, fortunately for them, they found a place. Now it's like going to be like an all outdoor wedding. I forget where, or I, yeah. I just don't want to say where, just in case they want me to, like, but like in the Newport area. And it's like all outdoors, even like the ceremony, I believe is going to be outdoors. So fortunately for yeah. them, they were able to do that and be able to keep all the guests they wanted to bring because like the outdoors mm -hmm. thing seems to be like the safest way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I've been seeing that too. I think at this point, though, it's not you know as bad as it was. But even even during the peak of of COVID, uh, what I started to see was it was it was interesting. I felt like it was people trying to have their wedding during the pandemic, but still have as many people as they wanted. And the other side of it was, you know, these business owners were like, we need business, we need people, uh, even though mm -hmm. it was a pandemic. And so instead of having it at venues where they're like, oh, you know, minimal people, 20 people or less, no dancing, people started to find like piano bars and these venues that weren't wedding venues. So they were kind of getting away with like, all right, yeah, we, we need business. So, you know, you can have a little. Yeah. <laughs> That's, so it's, it's interesting. But um, I just think everyone was trying to do the same thing, just trying to live their life, trying to, you know, mm -hmm. keep what they have going. So. And it's but so yeah. different too, like following photographers such as yourself and like other people around the country where you have New England, which I feel is still on the stricter side, where here in Arizona, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. Like I can go into oh, bars. Oh, masks over there, huh? Yeah, I can go into bars. I mean, some bars still are, because I mean, it's a private business. They can still tell you to put a mask right. on. Right, yeah, the private business, correct, yeah. Like my dad was visiting last, like literally the day after they they rate, like they raised all those mandates and we like went into yep. this bar in scottsdale and it, it was like it was, it was i hate to say it felt weird that we walked in with no masks on and no one was wearing a mask and like it felt like normal but it felt so weird i'm like this is so interesting that i feel weird that no one's wearing a mask and like we're acting just like normal yeah it's I, you know it's funny i feel the same way it's but it's different over here obviously we're so wearing a mask but i feel weird when i go to a restaurant because you take the mask off and it, i don't know because we're not open yet we don't have the masks off yet so i still feel like i should be wearing my mask right <laughs> even though even though realistically it makes no sense <laughs> mm -hmm. i walk into the building with the mask sit down and just have the mask on it's just like all right like what's going on here honestly but i feel that way you know like going to yeah. the market and you know i'm starting to see people you know that just don't care anymore um, mm. but it's still an issue you know if you go into a supermarket in Rhode Island right now and you don't have a mask on eventually the managers come up to you and I've been seeing this and people are flipping out they're like I don't want you know they're, and yeah. they, you know they're trying to you can't get away from it right now but right. you know I mean, at that tough. point if you're if, if you don't want to I'm not going to be one to tell you to wear one or not but just like just then choose not to shop at that place that's that's your right yeah. to be like, all right well i'll shop at a place that will, will let me not wear a mask like, okay yeah i mean i i, I hope we get rid of the mask soon i mean yeah. you know, all these places texas and florida you got you know everything south dakota might be raised everything yeah. too something like that we just people are living their lives man and i think that's where we need to be at this point you know yeah so so hopefully, yeah, hopefully, I mean, 
like doctors are saying by the end of this year, hopefully things will be like 90% normal. And then people are saying by Mother's Day next year, so a year from now. So, I mean, yeah. the sooner the better, but obviously the safest way is the best way. Right, yep, of course. But I, mean, I feel more so just for like small businesses because I know mm -hmm. a lot of people who were doing well, they owned bars or like stuff that just like was in close contact with people gyms whatever it is and like they just for a long time didn't have like any work me included i was like laid off like thankfully i got like a um what's the word i'm looking for like but i got i got a severance package and i was like fine for a little bit but like our well, I didn't my, old laid off, my old business was like we like we we gotta like downsize a little bit just because everything's like slowing down. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't yeah, blame them, tough. but it was just, it was tough. I was like, but I know a lot of other people who are in the same boat as me. So this isn't like really a pity party, but it's just like it was affecting so many people. It's just like, damn, like gotta step it up. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It, you know, I mean this this whole last year, I think on top of the pandemic. Um, Socially, we've dealt with a lot in this country. And uh, I don't know, personally, I feel like it's changed me a little bit, honestly. Um, it's just, there was a lot, and there still is, going on at once, you know? Um, and on top of that, to like walk around and see businesses literally boarded up that are just not going to open. Movie theaters that I grew up going to, closed for good. Um, yeah. You know? Uh, it's tough. It really is. It's mentally, it's a little depressing to see. Like, man, this is this is pretty sad right now. Yeah. On top of that, I know photographers who, you know, um, had to close their studio because they couldn't afford rent and to work at all. Um, yeah, really tough. Really tough. And uh, yeah. you know, I'm I'm just I'm, like I said, I'm glad to see that people are getting back, and you know, I hope. I hope that businesses that have shut down maybe make a way to you know, back up and thrive again. But yeah, like I said, that's what inspired me to start this is to like yeah. help those people out. Yeah. And so. it inspired me to just keep going as hard as I could, man, really. And I still am, you know. And, yeah. And I'm just trying to stay positive. You know, mm -hmm. I feel like it was such a depressing last year for so many reasons. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to like shake off mentally like all the stuff that we have to go, you know, deal with, and just try to remember like, okay, there's good in the world. It's not all bad. <laughs> it's not yeah. all negative, you know. And so, yeah, just really was, kind of getting into that state of mind again. Yeah, I was doing okay for a little bit. I think the the one like sucker punch though that hit me was when sports stopped. I was like, now what am I gonna yeah. do with like nothing else going on? I can on a game on a Sunday night, watch some yeah, football because, you know, or that's, hockey or something. It's the only thing that really gets your mind off, you know. Yeah. All the craziness, including what's going on in your own life, mm -hmm. that stopped. Oh man, that was that was a tough one. <laughs> right. The funny thing about that is, I remember all the sports pretty much stopped, and I remember flipping through the channels and I'm seeing wrestling just full blown. I'm like, this is still wrestling. Right, yeah. Like WWE it's, that's was true. Still UFC happening. didn't go anywhere, so that was cool. I'm like, man, okay, all right, well, whatever. 
You know, if I can watch it, I mean, it's, I'm not the one making them call the shots over there. I mean, talk about an interesting business tactic. But what happened was Dana White, the owner of the UFC, went to like Abu Dhabi and like the business like bought like their own islands. And they basically made it, they called it Fighters Island, where they only brought fighters and their teams on and staff, where everyone was like tested every day. They tried being as safe as possible but because they had bought their own islands. They could technically make their own rules. So that's, that's how what they, happened. Mm-hmm. That's how they well, were able to had... keep going was because they just got their own islands and they're like, all right, our island, our rules. I didn't know they but, did that. So, but like the only people who like were on the islands was like either fighters, their coaches and their team, and like the staff for like the UFC to film and like do all that stuff. But the only people allowed, yeah. like no crowds, no nothing. And that's how they're oh. able to keep that going. And it's cool because I saw them post something saying like they are the only sports business they didn't lay off a single person because of COVID. They oh, let that's... everyone keep working. They could come. Some people I obviously worked from home, but like the people they needed like on site, they flew them out to their island and they're able to keep working and, and do their thing. It's honestly genius. I had no idea they did that. Yeah, it's crazy. I think there's actually a documentary, if not out now, but like in the works, just showing like how like they just like were able to do all that. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, see, I never even thought about what they did. I just remember I kept seeing it. I was like, man, UFC is going full floor. So I just figured they made it. They found some location and just kind of made a bubble isolated. Mm-hmm. Fighter Island. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's going I on with the island now? Is it still going on? They, they still have it going on because obviously not every state here and country are allowing like crowds and yeah. sports. But like they had a fight with. Um, I think it was Connor's last fight like a, like a month ago when they had it in Florida because Florida is allowing sports. So I think they've oh, yeah. had it, one in Florida and they've had one in Vegas so far. Yep. Vegas, I think it was half capacity. But like they're still doing like the fights that aren't that aren't like um, the big pay-per-view fights. They're still going on in Fight Islands just because yeah. the, the pay-per-view prices are, so are still helping them out. So That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, hey, good for the, them. That's fucking awesome. Their slogan should be the first rule of Fight Island. There is no Fight Island. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're gonna we're gonna find out if there's some crazy fight club going on in Fight Island. Like, that's yeah, that is so that's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> it made me like it made UFC kind of raise up to be one of my favorite sports. Not only because it was the only sport on, but I was like, you know, I gave them so much respect for like doing everything they did and being safe about it. Like, that's fucking cool. Dude, that's a that's a literally a movie like that whole I, I, i'm just like picturing like a boat you know like a fighter on a boat just <laughs> over the seas and like you see the island in, in the foreground it's all fog right like fire, mixing fire, sports fire. with like pirates of the caribbean together there's, there's just bodies laying around dude <laughs> fighter island oh my god that is wild yeah 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 i had no idea Oh, another thing I wanted to ask you, actually. So we've talked about how you do photography. Um, mm-hmm. You've done music. But another thing I remember you being very into was, like, astrology and, like, in space and stuff. Are you still, like, heavy into that? Definitely am. Definitely am. Yeah. I mean, I don't dedicate as much time to it. I think, you know, I used to read a ton and things like that. I think 
most of my time now is is again podcasts yeah um neil degrasse tyson you know he has a podcast called star talk which is fantastic mm-hmm. um but yeah i definitely am i'm so you know i'm such a nerd in that sense um i think for me personally it, when i first got into it it, it kind of just made me kind of appreciate you know being alive generally um just yeah making me really appreciate just life um you know it was it's interesting because when i was in high school i feel like you know it it really wasn't a big deal to me i mean i i took you know astronomy and things like that and uh you know i always thought it was interesting but it wasn't until i graduated became an adult and then kind of found my way back into it that um it just it, it broadened my horizon so much and I feel like generally made me a better person. Um, I just became fascinated with everything about it, um, how galaxies are formed, how the planets are created, mm-hmm. um, how life is sustained. And uh, it just kind of revolutionized my world, um, changed the way I kind of see the world um, and still does. And so now that I've kind of had that whole introduction, from, you know, years ago as now I'm more into like people like uh, Elon Musk trying to get people on Mars. Like that's where we are now. Yeah. Um, and that is incredible. All those um, SpaceX and, launches are insane to watch. Oh man. Yeah. The rockets he builds, uh, where they self landing too. The landing mechanisms are unbelievable. He's, I mean, he's such, such a genius. One of the most incredible people of our, of our time. And um, you know, I'm always listening to what he has to say, just trying to follow up with his business and, and where it is. And, uh, you know, I forget the time frame, but he has a time frame that is pretty, pretty soon, if I'm not mistaken. I always hear like 2030 that they think they'll be able to get someone on Mars. Um, yeah. But it's a one-way trip. I don't know if you know mm-hmm. that, um, but essentially it's a one-way trip because it's going to take so much fuel, so much resource to get there. Um, at least theoretically right now it's a one trip and Elon Musk recently had an interview where he pretty much said that people are literally going to die I saw that yeah the interview was like oh like people on Mars it's it's fun and cool he goes yeah but a lot of people are going to die doing it he's like I'm just being honest like it's not like a one-time like victory yeah and trial and error and it's funny because you know I've been into this for so many years, but I remember, man, easily 10 years ago, watching the Science Channel, and they were talking about the same thing. 10 years ago, they were talking about, one day we're going to get people on Mars, and it's going to be a one-way trip, and we don't know how it's going to work, but we're working out. And here we are, 10 years later, and Elon is like, ah, we got a plan, and here's what's going on, and people are going to die. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's, it's fascinating to me. I think one of the most incredible parts about that is that we are the generation that is going to see, um, you know, people on another celestial body. Besides the moon, we're talking about another planet. Yeah. And that's, I always thought about how amazing it would have been in 1969 when your family's watching the TV and, you know, you see the moon landing and I'm like, wow, that must have been so profound. Um, yeah, and we can see the moon. It's right up there. It's nowadays. I'm like, that's nothing. It's that's right there. I can see it. When you think of Mars, 
that is insane. Mm-hmm. And when I think about the idea of actually witnessing that, I feel like there's no way I'm not going to cry. <laughs> like I already said to myself, I'm going to ball. I'm going to be like, I'm going to go. Like I'm going to be. It's amazing to just think about that. We're the generation that mm-hmm. will, at least right now, looks like we will see that happen. Um, yeah. And who knows? By the time we're, you know, in our older age, we might see colonization of Mars. I mean, it's so crazy to think about, but it's even crazy to think about that it might happen within like the next 10 years. Yeah. You know? But yeah, it's going to be devastating. I mean, the people that accept the challenge, you know, accept it, they, they understand the risks. So mm-hmm. uh, that's crazy to me. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I know nothing about it. And I don't know if they even still do this anymore, but obviously you've seen like in old movies where they'd have like chimpanzees in space and stuff. Do you think they'll like attempt doing stuff like that before humans? Um, I, I don't, I think that part of that right now um, is the ISS or people that don't know the International Space Station that floats mm-hmm. around the earth. That's, that's basically what they do. That's the whole idea and the whole reason for the ISS is up there, up there. And they pretty much work on all types of things under the elements of space, um, zero gravity. And they try to learn, you know, how human beings can and will sustain living in space for for prolonged periods of time. And they've had, you know, to my knowledge, they've had, you know, chimps up there. They've had different types of animals just to see how they react. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, but that's the idea. So they, they currently do that as far as I, I could be wrong, but I don't, I don't know how successful it would be to send a chimp, you know, along with the humans, <laughs> Yeah. you know, but yeah, they basically do that on the ISS. And so uh, that's, it's interesting to think about. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't mind to have a, you know, a chimp friend up there on Mars, you know? right. <laughs> just me and my monkey, just traveling yeah. space exploration. <laughs> Well, just I just in my mind, just thinking like how you said, like once that moment happens in 2030, yeah. whenever it is, like like you said, it's going to be one of those like mind-boggling experiences. Then it just makes me think, like, how soon after that do you think we'll have like if you've seen the movie like Interstellar, like Ad Astra, like those things, like space travel seemed a little bit more common and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I wonder like how far after that. Stuff like that. Sure, we'll, we'll yeah. I, I, I think I think I heard Elon in, a, in an interview kind of talk about this. It, it, a lot of it comes down to resources, you know, because the whole idea with SpaceX, um, and I think Virgin Galactic, I think does this too, is they're trying to make spaceflight commercial, you know. Um, it's not only is it going to be amazing to, to do that, but it's going to be so beneficial financially for these, you know, companies to be able to use this money that they're getting from because let's be honest it's going to be rich people it's going to be billionaires millionaires who you know want to go up there and and do a space flight but i think the faster that gets you know successful and they start to see revenue i think the faster we're going to see more um just progress in this whole area um but I feel like it's sooner than you, than we think, 
you know? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, like I said, they're literally trying to do that now, making space flight commercial. But as far as, you know, I, I always think about colonization of, of, of Mars. And it's so crazy to think about. They want to try to build an atmosphere. And it's like multiple ways you can build an atmosphere. And uh, it's insane. It's, it's you know, <laughs> it's, we're, we're entering a part of humanity where we're turning into just, you know, it's, it's so over my head. I think yeah. it's so over most of our heads because and I always think about the idea of, you know, 200 years from now, how, how are they going to look back on, on our generation, 300, 500 years, granted, let's hope that the planet and the species survives. How are they going to look back at this period with like, man, they weren't even off earth yet. They were so yeah. primitive. And we're witnessing that now. And it's just, it's so bizarre to us because we're just not used to it. But I guess is where, you know, we're going to, we're going to be off earth. We're going to colonize a planet that doesn't have an atmosphere. But there's going to be a time where they're going to look back at this point in history and think we're primitive, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's when you get into like really crazy that Ad Astra is a seller. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I don't know when that'll be there. I don't know. Um, but at the same time, if it's like a gradual growth, I don't know. It's because I think back, like if you think in our lifetime, we used to have like what dial up internet and stuff like that to make, they'll get something on a smaller scale. Now, like everything I could ever ask for is right here on my phone. Like as a kid, I thought I would think that was crazy, but because of the gradual growth, it kind of just like didn't really hit you as hard. Like, Holy crap. There's times you can sit back and you think about it. You're like, this is crazy. Like in the moment, I guess, depending on who you talk to, you being very into space, it's obviously going to be like a, like you said, an emotional experience for you, or I don't know if I would have that same exact experience, but like just seeing like what Elon's doing now with the spaceships and stuff like that, it it might be like a, in my mind, like a obvious next step. Like, oh yeah, that's what I was expecting, but not really grasping like how big of a deal it really is. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I just think in general, um, this this subject is something that I think you're either into or you're not into. Um, regardless, I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think people would generally look at it as, as an amazing event, which it is, but I think when you have the knowledge of actually what it takes to actually make that happen, it does become more profound. You know? and, uh, yeah, I, I just think... But I agree with you as far as technology and how how rapidly it's growing. Um, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm I'll be 33 this year, and I feel like the 90s was the dark ages. Literally, yeah. it was everything was so early, you know. Video games. I mean, in the 90s, man, if you had your cell phone, if you had a camera, if you had a calculator, if you had all these things, they would just consume a room. It would be the size of a room, a table. It would right. be massive. And just to see 20, 30 years, what we were able to do. If you imagine that we're progressing faster now than ever, then the next 30 years are going to be, you know, we might look at these laptops that we're on right now as just ancient technology. Like, remember laptops and mm-hmm. streaming? Probably going to be holographic craziness. I mean, Elon's talking about the uh, 
Neuralink, which is basically connecting your brain to the internet. Um, he's already had, I think, some types of trials with different types of people. I don't know much about it, but mm. basically you become one with, <laughs> with the internet. Yeah. That scares me a little bit. I mean, I was going to say, there's I, some things where I think technology like just kind of freaks me out. I'm like, I don't know if I'd want to have anything placed in my brain to have like internet in my head. I don't know. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's where he's going, man. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's inevitable. Like someone, people are going to try it and try and push, push it to that limit to see what they, not just technology, but what humans are capable of. Yeah. You know, as much as I'm into, you know, this area, that definitely frightens me. Um, because I, human beings right now, we struggle with these basic apps that we're on, you know? Mm. So I think that's addicting, you know? It's, it's true, it really is. Now, it's gonna to be to a level where, so the idea of Neuralink is that you'll be able to think about, dude, it's so craziness, there's so much craziness involved in this that it's almost hard to really even comprehend. But it's like, you can think of a text message and you'll be able to like manifest it in the brain and send it to somebody literally sci-fi movie type stuff. Yeah. He's trying to actually implement and he's like getting there. I mean, they can take pictures of, of memories or, or your dreams rather, I believe. That's really? actually something they can already do. It almost looks like a sonogram, black and white images. But yeah, I've seen that happen. Like we can do these amazing things right now that kind of make you wonder like, okay, I don't know about this. Like, I don't want this. Like we're, we're going to be in a time period in the next hundred years where human beings are pretty much intertwined with technology. And we technically mm. already are, if you ask me. I mean, if you take your cell phone away, it's almost like you feel naked. You, do, you feel like you don't have any connection to the world. You feel, right. you know, but it's weird. I, I feel like our generation was kind of the last generation to understand what it was like before smartphones and cell phones. Um, mm. At least I do. You yeah. Know, I'm 33, you know, growing up, 90s, you didn't have anything that had a beeper, but there was nothing like it is today. And I feel like the generation growing up now, people born, you know, in the thousands, 2000, you know, they are born into this technology. They don't have any understanding of what it was like before they had a smartphone, before they had laptops. Mm -hmm. um, they don't really understand what the world was before it was <laughs> all connected. Yeah. You know, growing up, in the time period, we were kind of under like part of the last generation of the millennials that grew up without that type of technology as at a young age. So it's weird to think about, you know, um, how advanced it'll be in the next hundred years. And I don't, I don't, I just think about how human beings will be, you know, because I don't know if we're ready, if we're really ready for that type of. <laughs> I don't know that connectivity. I, I I see it being a problem, big time before it becomes something that maybe is manageable. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like something as simple as the Google Glasses, right? They mm -hmm. took that off the market for various reasons, but that was causing a big commotion because I guess it was able to like, uh, you know, pull up information on people, 
when you walk by them, it connects to their apps or something like that. I don't know. I think when we get to that point, um, it's going to be a, a big transition, you know, because we already see it now. We already see how society deals with these issues now. And when it gets to a point where it's so technical, when it's something like Neuralink, I, I don't know how we'll be able to handle that. I feel like it's yeah. It's gonna be difficult, you know. We're gonna we're gonna be like our our own parents when they like like what is this like back in my day type of thing like soon that's gonna be us like to our grand like our kids and our grandkids. I mean, yeah. They're gonna be able to fly like in like flying cars and stuff. I'm like, I remember when I used to like put gas in the car and have to drive a half and hour well, just to get to school. Yeah, I mean, it's I feel like it's, think that's, it'll that's be that at that point. Well, like yeah, you I said that. Like you said, like in like the era we grew up in, I'm kind of glad that we did because, like you said, some people, obviously more younger, um, for the most part, are like so dependent on their phones and technology. Like I yeah. am too. Like I live on my own. Uh, like my girlfriend lives on her own, so it's just like my phone's like my entertainment with my phone. I mean, my TV and everything else. But when there's times, especially when I'm with her, if my phone dies or just like if we're just hanging out in general, like I don't even look at it. It's like on on the table, it doesn't get picked up like all night. Where yeah. you see some people, she's a second grade teacher and like there's even kids in her class that have cell phones and Instagram accounts and like all that. Second grade? Second grade. Dude, I was so like that's second grade, when I, got, when I got home, I went outside and like played in the backyard. That's exactly like, my point, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I watched a, a video on YouTube recently about this exact thing where um, they're, they're looking at the, the depression rate and the suicide rate among that age group, um, like 12 to 13, 15-ish. Um, and they, they looked at it from like the 80s, 90s to 2000s. Mm -hmm. And there was a direct correlation between when technology pretty much went to that point in the mid thousands um it skyrocketed it just went through the roof and they're still struggling with that today because this generation you're in second grade and you're on social media and your whole world is kind of built around this false idea of what you know reality is everything on the internet it's just you know, videos are fake. Everything is staged. Like you think like someone's kid, Instagram profiles their everyday life. It's like, no, everyone just posts. Right. They have no idea. They yeah. have no idea what the reality is. And it's causing a big problem at that age group because there's no way for them to kind of disconnect from it because they're born into it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, myself, you know, if I'm on my phone too much, or, you know, I recognize that instantly and i realize i'm sucked into my phone i'm on it all day I'm like, whatever i'm doing i realize that it's a problem because you know i just should not be it, it's when it begins to take away you know from your everyday life that's when i recognize it to be a problem but most people now that are younger that grow up with it second grade they don't understand they don't know yeah. they don't know any different so to them even if they're addicted, they don't really understand it's an addiction. Yeah. Um, they come, become so dependent on it. It's it's tough, man. You know, because I have uh, my son will be two in October. 
And I think about that a lot, you know, because you, you can't, obviously it's impossible nowadays to raise, you know, a child without technology. But my thing is how can you raise a child in this day and age and kind of set expectations of technology where it's, it's everywhere and everyone is on it. And when they're in school, they're on it and there's no getting away from it. So it's like, how do you combat but that? But as minimal as possible, yeah. It's, it's tough. It really is, you know? And it's one of the reasons why I think, you know, going back to um, astronomy is why I'm so into it is because, you know, I feel a, a very deep connection to the universe. Um, like I don't really... When, when I, you know, I have telescopes to go outside, look at stars, and I try to look at planets and all that, and I don't even consider technology when I'm in that realm, you know, because I'm so connected with the planet. That, that's the way I feel, you know? Yeah. And then when you are sucked into the technology, it's almost like you're just not, I don't know, it's a, it's a very different mentality, you know? Because I do things where I kind of binge I, I leave my phone up. I'm like off social media. And I can tell you right now, 100%, if you do it, because it's almost like weird to think about, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine not being on your phone for like an entire day or two days at all. Yeah. Um, you're, you, you start, you, your mind, I'm telling you right now, your mind changes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. When you're not looking at feeds and you're not, completely being bombarded with stimulation constantly um it your mind shifts a little bit it's it's it changes you yeah. being on technology being being obsessed with it and and always on it versus not um it's very it's very weird and I'm, i realize that more and more especially being having my own business i have no choice but to constantly be on the phone be online emails whatever the case may be but it is definitely challenging. Uh, it really is. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah. probably like a healthy weird just to like be able to put it down for a little bit. Because yeah, I know this Memorial Day weekend, Sophie and I are planning to drive over to um, San Diego for, for, the, for the long weekend. And our goal is to just now look at our phones, like go out, explore, go to the beach, check mm-hmm. out little like local areas. And just trying to like keep it to ourselves and not worry about like what celebrities doing this or as hard as it yeah. may be sometimes like what my sport team is doing right now. I just want to kind of live in the moment, live like enjoy the environment that I'm surrounded by and just kind of go all in and like get that mental and even like visual break not have your eyes looking at a screen all day. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you know, I, I've become kind of obsessed with you know, watching videos on this stuff and watching Netflix documentaries. So I'm always trying to learn, you know, about, about these aspects and just helps myself as a person because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been through it a million times. I've, I've recognized that I, you know, I'm on my computer, on my cell phone so much that you, you forget like the world around you. You're just so sucked in. And I think more or less it's a mental mental health issue when it comes to just so many different aspects you know as an adult it's kind of it's it's kind of like you know you're so sucked into it that you just i don't know it's 
there's so much meaning in life, you know, and I personally don't get a lot of meaning from, you know, a, a Facebook feed. It's, it's, it's what's going on in your actual life, what's going on around you, your family, your relationship, your, your kids. Um, you know, if you're, if you're stuck on your phone and your face is in your phone 24-7, you just, it's almost like you forget everything. It's just gone, you know? Yeah. Um, I've had times with my own wife where it's like, you know, I've worked all day, she's worked all day. We come home or at night. And it's almost like you you don't have time during the day to go on social media. So the time we have together, we're like on our phones and watching YouTube. And it's like, man, we didn't see each other all day. Now we're home. And this is the time we have together and we're on our phone. Mm. And we're not, it's just, it's just unhealthy to a certain degree. So I think recognizing if it's a problem, even if you don't think it's a problem, um, you know, I just think limiting it in general it's just good for your mind, you know, yeah. 100%. Good cleanse almost. Yeah. I just think it's a learning curve. Everything you always learn yeah. about yourself. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, the older you get, the more you kind of learn about yourself. And I think that's definitely part of it. How do you connect with the world around you? You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's I always, I always forget you're just like your brain is just so vast and huge. Like you can talk about photography, music, podcasts, space, technology. Yeah, I consume a lot, man. You know, it's I wouldn't want you. You wouldn't want to be in my brain. It's just. I remember going up to your Cuba, our old job. I'd be I'd get in trouble because I'd just stand at your desk for too long because we'd talk about anything. We talk about like George Carlin and his stand-ups and just like stuff like that. I'm like, shit, I gotta go back to work. Like I've been on, yeah. I've been on like wait for like way too long. Need to, need to turn the phones back on. I'll tell you, it's a, it's a, it's a curse and a blessing. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just the type of person where I just, I become consumed with so many things now. Like I have so many passions, and it's just a personality trait, I guess. You know, I didn't realize that I was this. I'm just a nut, really. I'm just a crazy person. <laughs> it took me years to realize, like, man, I love so many different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I love comedy. I love music. I like, you know, I'm obsessed with my business, creating videos, creating, you know, great imagery through photos, science. I'm obsessed with, you know, human connectivity. Um, where's the future of mankind? You know, right now I'm trying to wean off of it, but I'm, I cannot stop. I'm so into politics, um, everything about politics. I'm talking about international, what's going on in Israel right now. Mm-hmm. It's so depressing, but like, it's just another thing I can't get away from it. I'm like, I'm obsessed with, I need to know what's going on in the world, how it's affecting me, how does it affect the country? Yeah, I don't know. I'm obsessed with just consuming knowledge, consuming, yeah. you know, just always learning something. Um, and, and that's why I think I talked a lot about the phone and trying to wean yourself off because I definitely have an issue with it because I'm always wanting to learn more, you know? So yeah, you definitely, you definitely got it right with that, man. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, I should just have you as like a regular guest. You could probably talk about a new topic like every single, every single week we do it. We could, we could, you know, <laughs> and I know you're, 
I know your podcast is geared towards like what the person does and I, I love that. But then um, if you say, Hey, I want to get on the podcast and talk about anything. I'm game. Yeah. Hey, anyway. I'm down for what, any, any conversation I've, I've said that I'm like, I don't care where the conversation leads kind of like you. I, like, I want to say I have like probably a ton of passions. But I just love learning that like, yeah, sometimes I don't want to come off like too. What's the word I'm looking for? Like brash and just like, like too ignorant but like i'll ask like stupid questions like i really have no idea about this topic but i'll ask you like the simplest questions because i want to learn from the ground level and kind of yeah there that's what i was like do chimps still go to space like it could be a stupid question to a lot of people but like i have no idea yeah no it's i mean that's that's exactly way i am as a person too man yeah like i'm not afraid to ask the dumb question i'd be the kid in class like there's no such thing as dumb questions like all right well in that case i'm just gonna raise my hand and just like ask like (laughs) what is this? Like, I don't get it. Like, can you explain that please? Yeah. It's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like I'm always, I'm always wanting to learn more. Uh, I've, I've just always been this way. It's weird. It's, it's very strange. I, I, I just love just to learn. And, and then to kind of, I feel like the more you learn about everything in life, it's just the more you kind of learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all you know yeah um that's why i said like when i first got into science and, and space it i started to understand these significant things like how pretty, pretty much how i exist <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just changed my world view like oxygen why do we have oxygen how is it how is it created atmosphere all these things shape the way I live like I wake up you know and I don't just go outside and and drive and see a blue sky I see the environment and see an ecosystem like that's the way my brain works I I don't look at the sun and just see the sun I see light hitting different you know objects and creating shadows like it's it's a weird weird way to view the world because I remember when I wasn't into this and I remember how it changed one day I was like man I don't look at the world the same anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) i look at it through a very different lens and it's because i've been so enlightened you know and i take that with me everywhere i don't care what it is i don't care if you want to talk about you name it i'm game because it's just i love learning about things i love talking with people um so yeah and i think this podcast is a great avenue for you to do the same thing man you know that's that's what i want to do like i'm down to talk to someone about politics if they have a construction company i'll ask you to talk about construction if you're a fisherman we can talk about fish and like i'm i'm game for anything so i'm just that eager to learn and i think also me being like that kind of like guinea pig and asking like simple questions people who are listening who may be oh i've kind of been interested in that topic too they might have like just the simple questions too to make I mean, they're not the ones on the interview like I am, but they probably think like, oh, am I, am I dumb for not knowing that is? Like, I'm going to be the person to be like, what does that mean? Like, can you explain yeah. that? Yep. So That's the key, man. That's yeah. 100%. All right. So it's fascinating. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I'm always game, man. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, am I a first reoccurring guest? Yep, first return guest. First there guest and return guests. First one <laughs> using an actual dslr camera or mirror mirrorless whatever you want to call it oh yeah 
best quality. So you're you've got a lot of firsts. I have to get you like a plaque or something. Send me. I'm waiting. Get you a trophy. Send it in the mail. You know. <laughs> but hey, hey man, I, mean, I love it. Was it was awesome getting together, man. You know, I'm happy to see where you're at, and uh, you know, I'm gonna continue to support you, bro. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Like I said, I'm home June 14th, and I'm I'm in Rhode Island for like two weeks, so nice. Super free. I know you have a kid and wife and work with a day job and photography but let me know if you got a, a little bit of free time i'll be honest with you just shoot me a text man you know i'd love to create something you know we'll do a mini podcast somewhere we'll set up shop <laughs> somewhere you know make it happen it'd be awesome yeah yeah i'm down all right well thanks Corey. uh no problem, before we, nice before we go, you. yeah nice talking to you too before we go for people who don't know who you are or didn't listen to the first podcast, what's like the best place to find like your work or socials, whatever it may be? Um, so, you, you know, people can find me on my website, uh, which all my social links, which is real photography, real with two L's, R-E-A-L-L, realphotography.com, um, Instagram, Facebook, Corey Real, you know, that's where mm-hmm. I am. That's it's where you can find me. Corey with an E-Y too, not Y. Corey with an E-Y. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> but I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, man. It's nice to see you and uh, tell, the, tell the wife I said hi and hope you guys do well. I will, man. You as well. Take care. Bye. <laughs>